I am Carrie Nichols, and this is The 10-Minute Therapist, Episode 19, Five Steps for Processing Difficult Experiences. This podcast delivers tips, tools, and resources to improve your mental health in daily, manageable doses. My name is Carrie Nichols, and I am The 10-Minute Therapist. Hey, friends. I am back. As you might have noticed, I took a little break from recording podcasts. Life scheduling was getting a little hectic and busy, so I needed to take a step back. But I've got some free time again, and my hope is to record a podcast a week. I really want these podcasts to be relevant, helpful, useful information for you. I want them to be applicable to the things that you're struggling with. So it really helps me if you're willing to provide feedback on what questions you have, what topics you want me to address. Please never hesitate to shoot me a message or a DM letting me know what you'd like to see in this podcast. Um, We're going to dive right in for today. So I'm hoping to break this next topic up into two episodes. Part one today will give you an overview and part two we'll dive deeper into it next week so the topic that we're going to be addressing is a very structured step system for processing difficult emotions and experiences so today i'm going to talk you and walk you through the basic steps and next week we'll dive in again so say we've got the situation it can be big or little but it's causing emotional distress and it's it's a difficult challenge for you to face So the question becomes, what do we do with it? How do we move through it? I've told you before that I've seen in my office a lot of clients on different ends of the spectrum. Some clients will take the situation and they won't won't deal with it. They won't address it. They won't acknowledge it. They'll pretend like it's not there. They will try to bury their head in the sand, so to speak. And on the other hand, I've got clients who will become consumed by this problem and they won't be, they'll feel stuck, they'll feel trapped, they'll feel like they're drowning or or dying because of this problem. And neither of those are good. So I'm trying to give you an alternative that's kind of what I think of as the balance beam. The balance beam walks you through it, but you don't get consumed by it. So it's a way to actually process any problem that you've come up with. Um, Again, it doesn't have to be a big problem necessarily. It can be smaller, but I'm hoping that this will be effective for any situation that you're encountering. So what I want you to do is actually take out a piece of paper because you're going to be writing these steps down. Okay, so question number one, what is the situation? What's the problem? What are you seeing? What are you perceiving? What is the situation that's bothering you? I want you to write it in as much detail as possible. Okay. Question number two, how am I feeling? Now, I find it really helpful. There is a feelings chart online that I like to use. So if you Google feelings wheel PDF, you should pop up with one that is by Marshall Rosenberg. He's a PhD and it's a colored wheel. On the left side, you'll see feelings when your needs are not met and it breaks it down into things like anger, disgust, fear, surprise, sadness, uh, shame. And then on the right side, there will be feelings when your needs are met. Um, Pride, joy, intrigue, trust, love, respect. And I, I just, I love this wheel. It's one that I use with my clients. So go ahead and find it. Maybe even screenshot it and have it on your phone. Um, I think... What I would recommend in this section is diving deep. Don't just say, I'm mad. 
Okay, well, give me more information about that. Are you mad because you feel resentful? Are you mad because you feel jealous? Are you mad to the point where you just feel irritable, like a little angry? Or are you mad to the point where it's downright rage? Okay, so give as much detail as possible. I think this helps you to develop your emotional intelligence and your emotional vocabulary. Okay, so that's step two, question number two. Question number three, I would ask, is there a deeper meaning or story that I'm telling myself about this experience? So with little things, there really might not be. But what if, you know, let's just throw out an example. What if um, a boyfriend breaks up with you? And what if the story that you're telling yourself is every boy's going to break your heart? Um and maybe you're saying you're unlovable, right? So things that I would really want to point out for this part are maybe stories that you're telling yourself about yourself or about others or about the world because those become the core beliefs that get kind of embedded into us and they get difficult to challenge and we start filtering all of our experiences through those core beliefs. And if we have something that's popping up that's negative or unhealthy or is going to hurt us, I really want to be able to catch it and address it earlier on. So again, maybe like, okay, maybe a small experience, someone took the last granola bar, maybe you're not going to have a deeper meaning about this. But I mean, you might, I guess. So that's step three. Is there a deeper meaning or story that you're telling yourself here? I want you to really try to dive in, get in touch with your deepest emotions, maybe your deepest fears, your deepest struggles, and see if there's a connection there. Step four, question number four. I want you to ask yourself, what need do I have right now? What needs are not being met? What needs do I do I need to meet? Um, I want you to not just go for the obvious. And I actually find when I'm in session with people, this is a really, really tricky one to answer. People don't know what their needs are. So this one, it might be good for you to process with somebody else who can point out what a need might be. Um, often these needs are, they're, they're pretty logical. So hopefully, hopefully you can kind of dig in there either with yourself or with a friend. Um, if you're having a hard time with that, feel free to shoot me a message. I'm, I'm open to trying to help you out. And then question number five that I want you to ask is how can I get my needs met in a healthy way? What is it that I can do? So what it, maybe my need is love or it's respect or it's encouragement or it's affection. How can I get that met in a healthy way? Because we all know that there are plenty of unhealthy ways that we can meet our needs, right? But I really want you to dig and see if you can find something that would be not a band-aid, not a short-term solution, but really something that will help you in the long run. Um, and then you get bonus points if you're also willing to answer this next question, which is... What would I have done in the past to try to meet this need in an unhealthy way? We all know that we've got those default settings. Um, just a little example. I had a client in session this week and um, 
No matter what the problem was, her answer for any emotional distress was vaping. And let's be real, like vaping doesn't bring a boyfriend back. It doesn't uh, heal rejection. It doesn't heal, you know, insecurities. And vaping is not an obvious way to truly meet a need. It's just a way to escape, right? So I want you to I want you to be able to dig in and see what your defaults might have been. Maybe your default setting would have been um I I went and I ate, you know, I'm a stress eater, or maybe it's, um, I isolated myself, whatever the case may be, I want you to kind of check in with yourself and see what you would have done. Okay, so let's revisit this really quickly, break it down. Number one, what's the situation? Number two, how am I feeling? Number three, is there a deeper story or meaning? Number four, how, what are my needs? And number five, how can I get my needs met in a healthy way? And bonus points if you answer what unhealthy way you might have used in the past. Okay, so those are the step processes. And next episode, I'm going to talk you through some examples. Again, please reach out to me if you're willing to anonymously use your example. I will I will try to use as many as I can to fit in the 10-minute period. So if you're willing to hit me up, I'd love to use a real-life example instead of just making one up on my own. Okay, that's it for today. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to The 10-Minute Therapist. If you found today's episode helpful, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, you can always reach out to me on Instagram with ideas for upcoming topics. Until next time.